Hey folks, as you know, I love helping people, especially people trying to help themselves. So I was sent this GoFundMe fundraiser from a listener. My name is Greg, and I was homeless due to the death of my spouse and need dental work to become employable as I look horrendous, and my work experience is working with the public. I desperately need dentures or, if lucky, implants. I have never been more humiliated in my life and am thankful someone is willing to help me do this. Please help make me whole again. If you would like to help Greg become whole again and get his life back, the link to donate is below. If you are unable to help, please share the fundraiser link. I truly appreciate you. Other than cheating, what secret do you keep from your so to prevent upsetting them? GF locked her keys in her running car with her dog inside when picking up her daughter from daycare. I lied and said I had AAA so it'd be free to get lockout service. In reality I ordered AAA on the spot and paid the extra to have same day service so she didn't have something else to worry about. My wife thinks that our beta fish Majito lived for like 5 years. What she doesn't know is that the role of Majito has been played by 3 separate beta fish over that time. R.I.P. Majito 2 and 3. Goldfish. Played by 3 beta fish. H.M.M.M.M.M.M. My wife has a beautiful heart. I jokingly call her a Disney princess because any animal that she comes across she has to talk to and greet. She has cried by seeing a dead raccoon on the side of the road before. At the time, I was working day shift and she was working a swing shift. I had a busy day, but I saw she sent me some pictures of a young doe that was eating in our front yard. She seemed thrilled. I came home and saw the same deer, dead, on my goddamned porch. I felt like I started to hear the first 48 theme playing as I realized I have 6 hours to get rid of this thing before my wife gets home and her world is shattered. I call my local city authorities thinking they wouldn't want a dead animal in the middle of town. Turns out, they couldn't care less. I called some local raptor shelters to see if they could take a stat donation but it turns out the dead deer business is booming and they didn't have a need for donations at this time, especially in the next 6 hours. Frustrated, I call my dad to vent and get advice on what to do. His response is only a hold on bud. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I go back inside to take care of the dogs and within the next 15 minutes I see me dad back his huge truck into my backyard. Has the tailgate down and is knocking on my door with a pair of nitrile gloves on and another pair in hand for me. It was starting to get dark out, but we had that thing loaded up and found a special place to up disposes it. We made it back with 20 minutes to spare before my wife got home. I haven't told my wife because I think it would either break her heart or creep her out at how efficiently my dad can dump her body. Anyway, wifey thinks her dear friend is alive and well and totally not at the bottom of a ravine. This deserves to be way higher up than it is. Your dad is a freaking keeper. No questions just I got you fam. Gloves and a disposal site. The first piece of jewelry I bought my wife was a necklace. We went on holiday and she lost it. I said I would replace it but it wasn't the same. She was upset that she'd lost it for sentimental reasons. I emailed the hotel and of course they hadn't found it. So I bought a replacement and told my wife they found it. This is so selfless and sweet. Good human. I am notoriously difficult to surprise. I ask too many questions and it bothers me when things don't add up. My husband was so proud of the fact that he kept his proposal a surprise and I didn't expect it. In reality, I texted my best friend the day before with a list of 6 reasons why I suspected he was going to propose to me that weekend. 
I'm not going to tell him though, the proposal was really sweet and he put so much thought into it. My so's first language isn't English. He always says really much instead of a lot. I won't tell him it's incorrect. I love when he says I love you really much. I love you really much adorable. My mom wrote me a note once for missing a homework assignment. Unfortunately, her handwriting and spelling was so bad that the teacher grilled me for trying to sell my way out by forging it. My mom didn't finish middle school and is not highly educated. I was so embarrassed that I decided to just take the detention and public ridicule from the teacher as a liar, then ask my mom to back me up. I now have a master's degree to make her proud. Frick you Mr. Richardson. You're a good kid. The remote didn't disappear. I accidentally put it through the washing machine and destroyed it and threw it out in a panic. When my mom and dad started dating in college, my mom accidentally took the remote control from dad's apartment. He and his roommates looked for it and fought about it for months, before she finally got up the courage to leave it on the arm of their sofa. I contacted the DVLA about her aunt, who then got a letter saying she needed to be assessed before being allowed to drive. She's 83. I think she clearly has the beginnings on dementia. She stops if she has to go past a lorry, can't see in the dark, and has no peripheral vision. I personally didn't think she should be in charge of a high-speed chunk of metal. The whole family was so angry that someone betrayed them. But I've convinced them that sometimes DRs have to contact DVLA if someone has a specific medical condition and it's probably an automated thing and not personal. They seem to believe me. Several years ago, my husband, BF at the time, worked for a small company owned by a very good friend of ours. I spoke with the friend quite a bit, and he confided in me that my husband was not a good employee, pretty unreliable, and the only reason he hadn't been fired yet was our friend knew he was having a rough time after his mom died. I had also recently moved out of state to take care of my sick dad. My husband refused to come with me because he felt he couldn't leave the company. I was having a conversation one day with my husband and he mentioned another friend of his was having a hard time at this other company but felt he couldn't leave because he had a baby on the way. He said, I'd offer him my job if I thought my boss would hire him. So I conspired with our friend the boss to get the other friend to quit his job and pretend he got fired. My husband then decided the only honorable thing to do was fall on his sword and give up his job to give to the other friend. He talked with the boss and convinced the boss to let him make the move. And it played out like that and my husband moved in with me. He ended up getting a job he liked better and he was happier being with me. So his performance was better. We are still very good friends with the boss. To this day, we've kept the secret and it's been almost 10 years. And every time I see him, he whispers in my ear how proud he is that my husband was able to move in with me and grow into a much healthier adult. But we'll never tell him, because he'd be so embarrassed if he knew what our friend thought of him as an employee. My so snores. Been with her 19 years and she snores every night. Mostly I can get to sleep and I sleep through it, but I know I am not getting great sleep. I've asked her to see if we can do something about it, even suggested we do didgeridoo lessons together. The breathing technique does wonders for snoring and why not learn a weird instrument. She's never really bothered. Her snoring can manifest as sleep apnea, which besides just not being good, is a contributor to anxiety, which she has, so it'd be good for her too. So, we've recently moved. Two nights ago the next door neighbor's dog was barking in the middle of the night and kept her up for an hour or two. 
She kept mentioning it all day and kept telling me how tired she was. I gave some perfunctory sympathy but no more. Because secretly it was all I could do to not say welcome to every night in my life. It's not a big secret, but yeah. His favorite dip is like 80% mayo. He has a terrible aversion to mayo. His mom has made it when he's not been around his whole life. And now I continue the charade. It's a really good dip. Recipe. 0.5 cup sour cream. 1.5 cup mayonnaise. 2 tablespoons dried dill weed. 2 tablespoons dried minced onion. 1 tablespoon dried parsley. 1 teaspoon garlic powder. 1 stroke 8 teaspoon salt. Mix everything together. Chill for 30 minutes. Longer is better. Serve in a hollowed out pumpernickel bread bouillie with the removed bits pulled into smallish pieces. I have confessed. He knew but was in denial. My aunt and uncle were visiting one day. My wife had made carrot cake. My aunt helped get the slices ready and told my wife that my uncle doesn't like carrot cake. So let's call it spice cake. He wolfed that spice cake down. Every time before we leave the house I play a game where I try to guess what she's going to need while we're out and I grab it. For example, warm hat an extra set of gloves, a small snack, inhaler, battery pack for phone, etc. Sometimes I like to slip it into her bag or purse without her noticing. Other times I reveal that I had it all along in a critical moment. So misuses words. A lot. I'm a language guy. I get the feeling that that is a soft spot on her that previous partners poked pretty hard. So I just internally cringe and say nothing about it. I usually know what she's trying to say. Not me but my parents. If my mom wants to hide literally anything from my dad, no matter what it is, she just puts it somewhere where he would have to bend over to see it. Doesn't matter if it's something like a package of Oreos. If my dad has to bend over to find it he's never going to find it. I've tested it with my own snacks when I was still living with them to confirm it works. He'd be mad if he knew how many snacks we'd hidden from him simply because he doesn't bend over low enough to see it in the cabinet. My dad used to hide things from me by hiding them in the highest place possible. His logic was well, you are super short, so you won't be able to reach them. My logic when looking for crap he's hidden from me. Hum, he's really tall, he probably hid it high up. TLDR, stools exist. My wife once did the joke, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the idiot's house? Knock knock, who's there? The chicken, over text with me. I fell for it because I knew it would make her happy. She loves talking about how she got me and it makes her so happy I can't bring myself to tell her I was the one who told her the joke in the first place. Well, clearly your house does have at least one idiot living in it. Sorry. How much her apartment cleaning service costs? My best friend growing up, practically my brother, owns a cleaning service. So I get the owner's rate. They clean my house for $60 visit, which is insanely cheap here. When I first met my girlfriend, at some point in conversation it came up that I use a cleaning service, and she joked, oh, Big Shot pays other people to clean his house, so I told her how. Fortunately for me, it's not really a big expense. Fast forward a month or so, and she spent like a whole Friday night and Saturday cleaning. We both work a ton during the week so I was like, I'll pay for your cleaning service so we have more time to spend together on weekends. She wouldn't let me pay for it, but asked me to sign her up with my friend's service. And she just gives me the $60, or pays for some common expense in that range. 
thing is, I couldn't get the owner's rate for her, so it's really like $150 visit. She loves having a cleaning service, and appreciates having more free time, but she wouldn't pay $150 for it. I don't really care about the money, just want her to be happy, so I don't tell her what it costs. Hey it's me your girlfriend, can't make it again, still cleaning. One year for Christmas, she was trying to surprise me with something, but I hate surprises. I was out of a job at the time and didn't want anything extreme because I knew I couldn't return the favor. I told myself I wouldn't snoop, just ask a few questions and express that I didn't want anything big bc poor. She decided to try and casually ask me if I was still interested in a concert for my favorite band, and I immediately knew. Her face gave it away, I knew she got tickets. But it was more. She got us meet and greet tickets, and I found out a few days later after her face kept giving it away. Christmas came and I was right. But I didn't need to act. I was really happy. It was an amazing gift, and we had an amazing time. She was so proud of herself for pulling it off without telling me. I'll never tell her I knew, just because she was so happy. My late husband was a clown. Loved clowns and went to clown gatherings. I played along and smiled and laughed and thought he was eccentric and he was which I loved but the clown thing was getting old. We had been together for 10 years before getting married and as we were beginning to plan our wedding he seriously suggested that we have a zombie clown themed wedding. Absolutely not, that was where the clown crap needed to not overlap into my life. After a short time we were able to come to an agreement on the theme. Unfortunately about 3 months after we married he was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and passed within 6 weeks. While he was sick and in hospice I hired an artist friend to paint a portrait of my husband in his clown makeup and the painting arrived the evening before he passed and he got to see it. I'd do anything to have my clown back now. I always watch ahead in Game of Thrones. They talk during each episode, and I can tolerate it better if I've already seen the episode. I knew he was going to propose. The man is so easy to read. He is my open book. I love that about him. He wears all his emotions on his face. He'll plan a trip for my birthday months in advance but then be so excited and proud about surprising me that he has to tell me straight away or make me guess where we're going. He's not so cracking at surprises. So he's always so proud of himself that he surprised me that one time. And that I had no idea. Except I did. I heard him talking to his granddad about the ring and saw the heart shaped lump in his pocket. Plus he'd been talking about marriage all the time thinking he was being sly. I'll take it to the grave. It honestly makes him so happy and he'd be so disappointed with himself if he thought he'd given it away. God I love that man. My ex so used to read me chapters from whatever book he was reading at the time. It was usually me that initiated it, mostly because it felt so warm and intimate, but also because I knew he had dyslexia and dysgraphia as a child so it would give him a little boost of confidence. But this also meant he was actually really terrible at reading stories. I'm talking pure monotone. It made any book extremely boring and I would cuddle up next to him so I could see it and read it in my head as he read. But I like to think the good outweighed the bad, and I never told him. When I see bugs in the apartment I always tell my wife it was only one bug so she doesn't get scared. Then I kill the bugs. My apartment has had roaches since we moved in. But I didn't realize they were roaches or that it was a problem so it's only been recently that our complex has been working with us and pest control to get rid of them. You basically have to deep clean the kitchen every night or they come out. 
Even if they don't come out, they're there somewhere. So far it seems like they're contained to the kitchen. But if this keeps up another month while we're trying to do everything we can and pest control is coming every week, we're moving. Every single one of those little bastards deserves to die and I'm taking your advice to heart. I feel really bad about how much money he spends on me. Food, gifts, gas money. And he refuses to let me pay him back so sometimes I slip $5 and $10 bills into his wallet, pockets, and dresser drawers for him to find. If he gives me his card to go into stores to buy something I use mine instead and don't tell him. He'd be really really sad if he found out because he loves taking care of me. Oh man, I think I might start doing this. My so always tries to pick up the bill for things I know should be my responsibility to share. Or if it's my turn, and he refuses to take my cards. I might start leaving small bills around for him to find. Just need to figure out where. Since slipping it's in his wallet that never has cash anyway would be a little suspect. My ex-girlfriend had a few too many shots of tequila in a party and passed out on the couch. When I went to check her, I noticed she pee all over the couch. To avoid embarrassments, I filled up a bucket with water and threw it over her to disguise it as a prank. I'm that kind of boyfriend. She still has no idea. I tell him that I'm not worried and he shouldn't worry either and I feel 100% confident that the 5.5 inch mass on my adrenal gland is benign. The reality is I have no idea and I'm scared shitless. The biopsy is in 5 days. We have 2 children. I really hope everything is okay. I had a breast cancer scare and I know how the anxiety can overrule everything for you. You will make it through this. My girlfriend moved in with me a few months ago and wanted to split the monthly bills. I was already covering all of it so I was okay just continuing that way but she was insistent. She's also not making too much so instead of telling her the real amount, I told her a lower, but still believable amount to pay. It isn't much but I feel a little better knowing that she's saving up a bit more every month than she would have otherwise. She's definitely marriage material, I'm shopping for the ring now. That's where a good amount of the extra money has been going. The rest of the money is definitely going towards a down payment. As for her feelings and sharing responsibilities, if she ever found out, she'd understand and appreciate the gesture. She's in her last year of school with a nice job lined up for afterwards already so we can always revisit finances later. Either way, she's amazing so I don't think she'd take it poorly. If you think she is marriage material, Keep paying in your own as you did before she moved in and put whatever she gives you into a savings account. When you get married reveal it as a honeymoon fund or house down payment. My so got me a beautiful necklace for our one year anniversary. It says love in a hundred languages when you shine a light through it. He was so excited to give it to me and so pleased he'd gotten me such a good, romantic present. The only problem was that my best friend had been given an identical necklace from her boyfriend on her birthday a week prior. He had no way of knowing and was so happy to get me such a unique gift that my friend and I just coordinate so we never wear them at the same time. Wait isn't that the necklace that's been popping up on ads on every social media app I use. My current weight. We are both darting together and I tend to lose weight much faster than her. I don't want to discourage her if I've lost 2x as much weight in the same amount of time. I'm aware that it is usually easier for men to lose weight for physiological reasons. I just don't bring up my weight loss. It's more lying by omission. I lost 10 pounds when my wife got pregnant with our firstborn. 
You better believe I didn't tell her that. He is terrified of bees wasps. They are all bees to him. Completely terrified. Just the word bee will get him to start nervously looking around. If he was driving the car and a bee got in the window, I'd be afraid for my safety because there is a solid chance he'd accidentally crash. He is very embarrassed about his fear though. He knows it's irrational. He can't seem to help it. So I have developed a sixth sense about the presence of bees. If we're outside and I see one buzzing around, I'll make sure I either stand in his way so he can't see it, or I'll make an excuse for him to go inside. I've found wasps nests in and around our house, and I take them out while he's at work and then never say a word about it. If a wasp comes around and he sees it, he'll run away, but then I'll hunt it down and kill it so when he comes back out, he can have the peace of mind of seeing its corpse from a distance. He doesn't know that I've been on 24 stroke 7B patrol for him for the past 3 years. I'm afraid he'd feel humiliated if he knew, and maybe even get depressed about it. But I don't mind. They're just wasps and honeybees. LOL. Please don't kill bees. Wasps though. Those suckers can die. What is the deepest secret a friend has told you while wasted? One of my best friends growing up recently confessed in a drunken haze to me that his dad had molested him and his brother for 4 years. It didn't stop until his uncle caught his dad in the act and almost beat him to death. His uncle's brief prison stay was always a mystery before that. Whoa. Good for the uncle. At my wedding reception, the best man's wife got drunk enough to confess to me that she was in love with my brand new husband and had been for years but the time was never right for them to be together. She rambled on about maybe someday they would both be single at the same time. My old high school boyfriend that I hadn't seen for 3 years now age 23, but still cared for, appeared at my door 2 nights before his wedding and told me he still loved me and was only marrying his fiancée to please her, her parents, and his parents. He said he felt trapped and put his arms around me and started sobbing with his head on my shoulder. We talked a while and he sobered up a bit. He married the girl and they had a child but he died of testicular cancer at age 25. I have never told anyone of this, until now, but sometimes I still dream about him. Whoa, this is like an entire movie in one paragraph. I don't know, it was in a club, it was really loud, and I simply couldn't make out what she was saying, but from her tone and general manner I could tell it was very important. So I tried to look like I was listening sympathetically and then gave a bunch of the most general generic advice I could possibly think of. She started crying, gave me a hug, and said I knew you'd understand. At this point I thought it would be much too upsetting to hear that I hadn't actually heard anything. The next day she thanked me for being so cool about it. I still don't know what it is, and I've never told her that I never heard her. I could easily see this working. It's all about making very generic comments that are catchalls for general issues. Nothing too specific. Well you know that's just one of those things people go through. You know in the long run this is just going to make you stronger etc. Brilliant. Comma and the worst thing is I'm black. But I got a small dong. My buddy told me that in 10th grade and I've never forgotten it. Well he was 15 at the time. Maybe since then. His teeny weenie has blossomed into the giant purple meat hammer that every black male deserves. My father got wasted when my mom was in the hospital for surgery. It was pretty serious and we were all stressed out, so we all drank together one night. Eventually we started talking about my mom and her idiosyncrasies. 
I asked him why she was always so forgiving and kind to my little sister, when she was so stern and by the books with me. My father told me that my mother had a child when she was 14, and this child was born on the 25th of October. My mother gave this child up for adoption because she was young and unable to care for it. When my little sister, the one I knew about, and had grown up with, was born, it was also on October, 25. This wrecked my mom, and she thought it was God's way of punishing her for abandoning a child. My mother refused to hold or look at my little sister for the first few months of her life. I don't recall this, as I was very young at this time, because she couldn't deal with her guilt and grief. Eventually she was able to reconcile with her past and come to accept my little sister. Now she treats my little sister with super kindness, etc, because of her guilt over the way she treated her in her first months of life. I found out that night that I have a half sister out there somewhere, whom I've never met. Since that night, my father and I have never again spoken of this, and my mother doesn't know that I know. Not the deepest perhaps, but funniest, him, you know, I got involved in a threesome once, me, really, him, with two other guys, me, okay, him, yeah, I learned two things that time, me, him, it hurts, and I'm not gay. I imagine him thinking I'm not really sure who I am. I've had some confusing boners in my day. I am going to get to the bottom of this. My brother was an army ranger for 4 years and while crap faced drunk told me he had to fight child soldiers during his time in the army. That's awful. I can't imagine how heavily that weighs on his conscience. In high school, we were wasted, she told me that the little girl she babysits is actually her child that she gave up for adoption a few years ago. No idea my good, lesbian, friend had a child at 14. Not to mention a child that I've met before and had no idea it was hers. God that must be heartbreaking, having to take care of your own child without being able to spill those beans. We have this friend who has a lightning bolt tattoo that we always make fun of, mostly because he won't tell us what it means and it looks like the Gatorade symbol. One night a couple of months ago, he and I get drunk off straight vodka. He starts talking about getting more tattoos and his idea so I asked him if he'd tell me what the lightning bolt meant. He said back in 2008, he was going through a really rough patch and he started thinking about suicide. On one particularly hard night, he finally decided to go through with it. He had access to a couple of guns, took one and put it in his mouth and pulled the trigger. The gun jammed. He said the instant he pulled that trigger he regretted it beyond words and had never been more grateful for life. Apparently, that night there was a really rare thunder and lightning storm. We almost never get those here. And he saw the flash of lightning and realized his time wasn't up yet. He said he learned that night that no matter how bad life gets it really does go on. He got the lightning bolt tattoo to remind himself. I had a new understanding of him that night. He made it up so y'all would stop giving him crap about his tattoo he got drunk after watching Bolt. That his dad wasn't really a diplomat always abroad. He was a rage addict that OD'd and died. I know it could happen to anyone but this guy is so polished, well adjusted, and just awesome. You'd never be able to tell he comes from such a place of hurt. He told me all the fricked up crap his dad did to his family before he died, even breaking in and stealing all their valuables to sell after his mom kicked him out. The path to a healthy perspective on life is usually paved with hardship. One of my buddies and I were pledging the same fraternity when he dropped a big one. 
I knew he was from some country in Africa, but he had been very private about it for the most part. Now I know why. He had been taken from his village in Uganda when he was very young and forced to watch them kill his family. He then killed about 14 people as a child soldier. Heavy stuff. Holy frick. That's like the worst crap I've seen here. Poor freaking guy. My friend told me how his girlfriend cheated on him during prom with another guy from his prom group and she got knocked up. Crap went down. An ex broke down while drunk one night and told me his uncle had molested him when he was a kid. He's never told anyone in his family and apparently the uncle was moving to be closer to family and the ex was going to have to see his uncle again after many years. My husband's brother got drunk the night before my wedding and said my husband wasn't right for me but he was. He tried to make out with me. I declined. He went back to his hotel room where his girlfriend apparently tried to stab him with a steak knife from room service. I was about 16 or 17. We were all partying in the house since my parents were on vacation. At one point, a good friend came running up to me, giggling, and whispered into my ear my older brother used to rape me when I was 6 years old, making the brother 16 at the time. My friend then ran away giggling some more. I brought this up to her at another time when we were both sober, and she just looked at me horrified and didn't say anything. So I didn't press it. Not sure if she was serious or not. She still kept in touch with him and was on good terms with him years later. My best friend had shared something like that too when we were drinking. It was her uncle though. She was being raped since she was 6 years old and it continued until she was 14. My brother's girlfriend started crying and told me she was with him so she could spend more time with me, because she loved me but never had the courage to ask me out and settled for my brother. They broke up a few months later. I never got with her nor told my brother what happened. My brother gets tons of girlfriends and I don't and this must be why. That my best friend would let random guys frick her in her dorm while she was sleeping. She did not understand why I did not want to do that. My friend, who I thought was as straight as they come, came out to me and revealed that he had been in a relationship with his roommate for several months. He then told me how his boyfriend would cheat on him by bringing a guy over and having sex on their bed while he was sleeping, thinking my friend wouldn't find out, and, yes, he wouldn't even have come out to me had he not needed advice on how to deal with his boyfriend. I was like, WTF, just go break up with him. A couple of weeks ago one of my friends said he didn't care if he died, not that he was suicidal or anything, just if that the house set on fire, he wouldn't move. Very odd and sad drunken 4am conversation. Freaking Wisconsin. This is a feeling often described by depressed people. Not me, but a friend of mine was told this. He was sober and this other guy who was hammered recognized him at a party. He says, hey, I know you. You work in the post office on campus. To which my friend responds, UHH. Yeah, so, drunk guy says, guess what? You shipped 25 pounds of our marijuana from the student store in flat rate boxes. Thanks man then walked away. He was stunned and amazed. My best friend and I were out at a pub in 2010 and he was pretty wasted and I hadn't seen him in about 6 months. Which was rare for us because we were pretty close. He told me he thought he was going to die soon. He said he has never felt like this before but I could tell he was really bothered. We brushed it off of course after a few minutes of talking about it. He laughed and said but hey if I go, crack a beer at my funeral, have a party act, 
The next month I was the last one to leave his coffin as they began to shovel him in the ground. He was locked out of his parents house and grabbed a ladder to get in his second floor bedroom window. He lost his footing when he got to the top and fell. He broke his neck and was found face down in the grass the next morning. 23 years old. It's a secret because I think he wanted to talk about it but didn't want anyone to think he was crazy. So he told his best friend. My buddy admitted to letting a gay guy blow him because he was so frisky. I then offered to blow him and he laughed his butt off. So, this wasn't a friend, but a random drunk dude. Five of us are sitting at a big round table at an all night diner right next to our bar. It's a very common place to go after bar close, and one of two of the only places open that late. So dude comes in, wasted of course, sits down on the opposite side of the table and says, I have AIDS. Frick I have AIDS. Now, I don't think he meant to say this, and the way he said it makes me believe it was one of those things that was on his mind, and drunkenly came out. We all just look at each other for a minute and are like alright dude. That sucks we kinda go off into our own drunken conversations after talking about it for a second or two. Cute drunk girl who has been around all night wanting to frick AIDS man. She walks in and sits down next to him and one of our group is like dudes got aids yeller kinda buttholes with soft hearts. She starts freaking out on all 5 of us. Thinking we're all in on a dong block. Aids dude is denying he ever said he had aids. It goes on. Eventually they leave. I'm pretty sure she fricked him. TLDR. Random wasted dude tells a group of strangers he has aids. After bragging about how easy it was to get laid in college, he left the room, and he didn't know that I had gotten up and followed him until I gasped after he muttered to himself, heck, I've only fricked fat sorority girls. This made me laugh so hard, I can only imagine the sound of defeat in his voice. My friend recently told me how depressed he was and all the things in his life that were making him that way, family, life, girls. He's a super upbeat guy so it saddened me that he's feeling this way and that so much crappy stuff is going on for him. Same situation man. My best friend is like this ever since his GF of 2.5 years cheated on him when he went into the air force. He hasn't been quite the same since and it kills me to see him never quite fully happy. My friend told me about her depression and anxiety, along with how she's been hearing voices in her head for a long time. Because we were both pretty drunk. I responded with even in the wizarding world hearing voices is a bad sign. Best way to respond in that situation equals that. A straight, so he strenuously claimed, conservative friend once told me of how he had sucked off several random men at parties and enjoyed being anally fingered. It came completely out of left field. I guess he wasn't as straight as he insisted he was. I have a buddy who is 6 feet 4 inches, 250 pounds, solid guy. Played minor league hockey a few years back. We were drinking years ago and he told me that he loved Tori Amos. No, you don't understand. I freaking live for Tori. He admitted to having had seen her over a dozen times in concert and told me he was considering getting a tattoo. It never came up again after that. Tori Amos is amazing. I'll say that stone sober. This doesn't really count. Since it was me, and not my friend. But years after high school I called the home of a friend from high school to get her number. I was wasted. 
The mom recognized my voice, but apologized because her daughter had just moved to a new place, and she didn't have a phone set up yet, so I figured that it'd be a perfect time, while wasted, to confess to the high school crush I had, on the mom, the one on the phone with me, apparently, she was flattered. This was unwise of me though, because her husband, my friend's stepfather, was a former NFL lineman. Comma the mom recognized my voice, but apologized because her daughter had just moved to a new place, and she didn't have a phone set up yet. Uh, the days before cell phones. Dude, my dad straight up killed someone once. Dave, shut up. No seriously, he told me he did. He dumped his body in the ocean. The police questioned him. But they didn't have any evidence. His dad did spend some time amount of time in prison. And Dave talked about all the drugs his dad used to do. Even how his dad recommended doing drugs. His story unfortunately seems plausible. C is a truth serum. C is a truth serum. This is especially true if you lock yourself in the bathroom and have an 11 hour conversation with yourself while finishing up a half. One of my close friends told me he fricked his mom. His dad left them when he was 17. I'm talking packed and moved to an unknown country one day. His mom got drunk that night and he himself smoked a lot of weed. The dad barely had a sexual relationship with her, so they seduced each other and fricked all night. I asked him about it after he sobered up. Naturally he freaked out but I assured him I wouldn't tell anyone. I'd known him since college and he'd come through for me plenty of times. But that's not the worst of it. Apparently he got her pregnant. They aborted the child. Frick. Never go full Oedipus. My first girlfriend's best friend once told me that my GF had been raped by a family friend. That let them live on his land for free. In exchange for the family to freaking serve him. Cook him dinner. Feed his dogs. Clean his house and apparently rape their freaking daughter. Christ. The rage. It burns us. While drunk. My dad revealed to me that when he was in Vietnam. As the radio guy, he called in an airstrike that ended up spraying napalm over his platoon. He didn't know if it was his mistake, or the pilots, but I knew then why he didn't talk about Vietnam while sober. A friend of mine recounted to me in horrible, if slurred, detail, how while his family were away on holiday, he walked into town during the dead of night with a hatchet up his sleeve and caved in the head of a homeless man before walking home in tears. Holy crap. A.S. face friend once told me his father used to systematically cheat on his mother, and that he had a son from one of these affairs, literally my friend's brother from another mother who was the same age as us. He was crying terribly and I didn't really know what to do. This was when I was 17 or so. I'm 27 today. It made me realize just how bad cheating is. Don't cheat. If it's not working, try to fix it, or just end it, but don't cheat. Cheating is the worse. Happened to me too last year, too, but she was quick to break up with me and say she found someone else, still feels like utter crap to be replaced. Throw away, I went to the bar to tell my friend that I wanted to start dating another common friend of ours. For context, he had been chasing her for a many months, she did not want anything to do with him and did not give him any indication that she did, but he kept trying. She and I had amazing chemistry, but I did not want to start dating her until he knew it was going to happen. He got really mad at me because he had already pictured me attending his wedding and our kids playing together in 20 years. Anyway, I tell him, we get drunk, and he says it is my fault. Karma is a true bee. 
I asked him to clarify, and he confesses that he flicked his stepmom while his dad was away on a business trip. Apparently, they were on the brink of divorce, she had already cheated with other guys. She was one of those chicks with fake tea and he hated that he was not strong-willed enough to say no to that. I'm a real mother sucker, he said while he cried. He proceeded to tell me how his dad went crying to him to tell him about his upcoming divorce and that he had to hear all that and felt horrible. I felt horrible. He felt horrible. I really liked this guy as friend, but with all the crap that happened that night, we completely disconnected. I tried to reach out to repair our friendship. But he did not want any of that and went around saying horrible things about my current GF and I. She and I ended up moving cities to start fresh with a new circle of friends. Even now, I still miss that guy and feel bad that we don't talk to each other. Nevertheless, that girl has given me the best 6 years of my life and I cannot fathom spending the rest of my life with anybody else. Life is complicated. Stepmother. I guess this isn't much but considering she was such a devout Christian and such a virgin, it was something. She essentially told me that she liked feeling the pressure of someone else's boobs on her body. I had a girl confess all her skeletons. Raped, abused growing up, aborted her baby from the rape, eating disorder, self-harm. She's the saddest person I've ever known but you'd never be able to guess that from the outside. She wants to be a moment forge her future, still goes to school and is a really sweet person. I wish I had known her sooner so I could help more. A friend came out to me, and a bunch of our friends, while drunk. There was an awkward silence before I yelled let's drink to that and nothing really changed. You're the perfect friend to come out to apparently. Throw away. Last night I was hammered and talking to my cousin, best friend. And I told him something I've never told anyone. I was raped by our cousin when I was 6-7 years old. I'm a 31 year old male. Woke up this morning hoping it was just a dream. Nope. Freshman year. Three gay friends. Who didn't know associate with each other. Independently got drunk. Sat me down. And in a dead serious tone of voice explained to me that deep down. They weren't actually gay. They were just black women in tiny white men's bodies. This has to be the weirdest thing in the thread. In college there was one guy in our group of friends who started acting funny close to the end of third year. We were all worried about him, but he seemed mostly okay and we were guys, so we didn't push. I thought maybe he was gay and working up the courage to come out, so I just tried to be extra friendly and there for him. Q2 nights before the end of exams, he and I are out drinking and I finally call him on it. You've had something on your mind for a while now. And I want you to tell me what it is. It turns out that he had decided to kill himself, and had come up with and planned to do it. It was a Thursday, and he was going to go through with it on a Saturday. We were already drunk off our asses, so not knowing what else to do, I just pushed him for more details of his plan and told him that I loved him. Crashed, woke up the next morning to my alarm set for 7am, and a scrawled note to myself saying, Frank is going to kill himself tomorrow. Stop him. Not knowing what else to do, I called his mother, and through a hungover haze, managed to get her to accept that this was real, and that if we handled it right, we could stop him and get him through this. By the time I hung up with her, we had a solid plan in place, had him picked up by the cops and institutionalized for 3 days and put on suicide watch. Parents, siblings, friends and counselors were all there for him, he got through his depression and 20 years later, he's still okay. 
It ruined the whole group dynamic though. Everyone was so upset that we all stopped hanging around together after that. Miss those guys. But no regrets. Reddit. What is the worst secret your so is keeping from you? Did that you actually know? So much cheating on here. Anyway. Here's one my wife of 15 years together 419. Has a secret savings account. Her family has some bad luck with marriage. And she was really slow to marry me because she didn't want to be trapped. So she saved up several months worth of living expenses. She hasn't really touched it since, and has never mentioned it to me. It's the only account with statements emailed directly to her, rather than an email we both access. It's absolutely there so that she could, if needed, leave. It's not a fortune by any means, but could keep her afloat for 3-4 months. I tried to gently bring it up once, as a hypothetical, and she flat out denied it, in a doth protest too much kind of way. I told her it would be okay with me either way. Truth is, I really don't mind. It makes her feel better, and we've built a fantastic life together. I know she views it more as an insurance policy than anything else, and figure if we ever really do need the money we'll cross that bridge then. Plus I suppose she's still married to me because she wants to be, not because she has to be. I don't know. She never told me. I know she had a tough time before we met but she never would discuss it other than she had had an abortion and was scared that it would mean we wouldn't have a child together. We were together 25 years, didn't have a child, and I lost her to bowel cancer 9 years ago. I've been living dead ever since. That's tough man. It sounds like you had a wonderful life together though, and that is probably all she wanted. I hope you will find some peace in yourself. She tells me she has to go poop but I know she just goes in there to browse IG and FB to get away from me and our crazy butt kids for 15-20 minutes. I know this because I do the same thing. If that's your worst secret that every parent does, then good for you. Broke up a few days ago, but she would send lewd snaps of herself before after showering to her guy friend. One time I was just laying in bed and she went to shower, turned the water on. Heard her clothes fall to the floor, then I heard the iPhone camera sound. Didn't think anything of it. Weeks later, similar situation. I walk in to use the restroom and see her camera right as she takes a snapchat of her just barely not showing her nipples and biting her lip. I couldn't read the name of the recipient, but name had unmistakable images on it and I knew who it for. I just said to okay and did my business. She kind of fumbled some sort of excuse but I just didn't say anything. Broke up the following week for a multitude of reasons, but that definitely didn't help any. I had the exact same situation happen to me with my ex, except I didn't have the balls at the time to break up with her and forgave her multiple times after catching her. She ended up stopping eventually. We got married, lasted a year before I realized I made that decision as a way to lock her down and compete with the other dude. Stupidest thing I've ever done but boy did I learn some lessons. My girlfriend buys cookies, chocolate, or sweets of some kind and then hides the wrappers. I find them in odd places around the house and car. Everybody knows you hide the wrappers inside the empty milk carton box. People concentrate. Not me, but a friend. My friend dated a co-worker for a while. His girlfriend was starting to become friends with my girlfriend and at a party. I overheard her drunkenly telling my girlfriend that she'd go to work parties and frequently make out with their other co-workers. Being my best friend. I told him. A couple days later at work he was about to talk to her about it. But before he brought it up, 
She broke up with him because she wasn't used to someone being this nice to her. She never found out that he knew. She's obviously an idiot. After 5 years, I still catch her touching up her makeup as she is parked outside before she comes in and she's never mentioned that she does this. It makes me feel bad when I'm already in shorts and a t-shirt. It's so sweet. Instead of telling her you know, just tell her how gorgeous she is. Compliments, both verbal and non-verbal. Sometimes it's just the stunned moment he looks at you, and the little noise from the man you love makes all the effort primping entirely worth it. She told me today she doesn't like double stuffed Oreos and sorry for not telling me sooner. I knew and only bought them because she wouldn't eat all of them. I used to buy ice cream that no one else liked so they wouldn't eat all my dang ice cream. Actually, I still do. Actually, now I want some ice cream. That using the restroom means he's going to poop. He only says that when it's a number 2. Also he was using my body wash for a month because he liked to smell pretty. Because he liked to smell pretty. God dang right. For Christmas I bought my husband a DVD of a concert he went to. While I'm at work he unwraps it, watches it, then rewraps it before I get home. Uh, or, that's kinda sweet. Almost like a little kid who just can't restrain their Christmas buzz. You know you picked a superb present. Well done. I know he considered leaving me 2 years ago, 10 years together now. He has no idea I know. He had a plane ticket booked and everything. He occasionally buys cookies when I'm at work and eats them all. It's fine. I sometimes eat candy only after he's gone to bed. Guess neither of us like to share our treats. I showed this to my sweet toothed husband and he laughed nervously. I know that he beats himself up constantly for the things he can't give us. Tonight is our anniversary and we can't do anything because we're broke. He's had our kids all day so I can do homework and has been eating himself alive about the whole situation. What he doesn't know is that I don't care. I'm just happy he's mine. He's a great dad and a great husband. For better or worse, richer or poorer, till death do us part. I hope you tell him. I know that my GF has joined a lawsuit against a certain taxi carpooling company regarding being sexually assaulted by one of their drivers. I know about the assault, but she hasn't told me about the lawsuit. Just saw a message from the lawyer handling her case one day and haven't asked her about it or brought it up. Please wait and let her tell you on her terms. Someone I know found out about the trial I was a part of and told my family before I was ready. It was just another aspect of my life I couldn't control after all my trauma and it really really messed with me. My now fiancé had my engagement ring hidden for almost 3 years. We picked it out together and he wasn't good at hiding that he bought it. He also wasn't good at hiding it because during one of our moves he hid it in one of my boxes. I told him I knew he had it once he proposed and he was so upset but it was really cute. He tried so hard to hide it but he really can't keep a secret. This post is a breath of fresh air amongst all these freaking depressing ones. After 20 years together I would love to know he had a secret. He tells me everything. Earlier today he sneezed and pooped his pants. He didn't have to tell me. He just did. There needs to be some secrets. She's cheated I'm more than she's telling told me, but she knows my account so let's see if she finds out. She enables her junkie brother she swears she wrote off. He's been and out of rehab so often they had to replace the door. Comma he's been and out of rehab so often they had to replace the door. I'm stealing this. 
I knew what he was going to get me for Christmas in like November last year because he was showing me a list of what he was going to get our friends and I saw my name. He was testing the waters. My wife loves sweet tea. Whenever we go to the store, we always get a gallon of Milos sweet tea. She drinks it so much to the point where I get none. Every so often, I buy two gallons of sweet tea. One of the brand she hates, because it tastes bad, and the other of Milos, which I hide from her until the coast is clear, and when she is at work, I pour out the nasty sweet tea, and pour the Milos into that falling, resulting in her never drinking it. Kind of a jerk move but she will not stop drinking all the sweet tea before I get some. She's gonna get a nasty kidney stone if she doesn't slow it down. Happened to me from sweet tea. I know every once in a blue moon he snopes through my computer for something. I'm not sure what he's looking for but it's fine. Sometimes people have insecurity issues. A yeah sometimes people have this bad feeling and it's easier to let them get it out especially if you have nothing to hide he probably was cheated on I went through the same thing. My ex cheated for the better part of our relationship. I knew about most of it but stuck it out for the kid. At one point she stayed at a friend's house for a few days, no reason why. Couple months later while going in her wallet I notice an ultrasound with date stamps for around the time she was gone. I assumed she had an abortion during that time. I finally worked up the courage to leave that relationship about a year later for many reasons. I have never talked to her about that, and don't ever plan to. But can't help wonder if it could have been mine? Probably not but you never know. Dude holy crap you deserve to be better to yourself. Never allow someone to treat you with such disrespect. No longer my so, but technically never found out I knew so I guess it's related. My ex cheated on me while I was away from home for a few months, and after about a year of trying to get back to an okay place in our relationship I found out that at one point during this span of time when we were back in our hometown again she said she was going to go hang out with some old friends but went to go see the guy she cheated on me with again. I have no details on what actually happened, but I can't take a wild guess. The sad part is I only found out because she actually asked the person she told me she was going to go see to lie about being there, and I would have never even talked to them to find out otherwise. She basically ratted herself out, but I never told her I found out. It's one of the many reasons I gave up on her entirely. Found out my ex so was cheating on me from pretty much the beginning. About 2 years in I started to notice her getting weird messages from some guy halfway across the world. Snopes a little bit and found out she world routinely ask for nudes. Talk about how crappy I am. And would talk about one day meeting up to Frick. I confronted her on the issues multiple times, and she promised it was all just a bunch of jokes. A few months later I noticed she downloaded different apps to chat with this guy and never stopped. But frick you 2j. My current so told my best friends, and mutual friends of us both, that she was planning on kicking me out of our apartment because she wants to live with one of them and that she also wants to start dating the other one when she's kicked me out. Thankfully they warned me months back and so I've been stashing money and preparing to move out myself along with their help. 
when my husband and I first started dating he didn't know how to tell me he didn't enroll for college this year so he would pretend to go to class every day and go hang out with one of his friends. I started to catch on when I noticed a pattern of him always skipping class or if we were doing something and I remember he was supposed to have class he would always just say it's cool, I don't need to go. The final straw was when it was midterms and he still hadn't bought any books. I never called him out about it and after a few months he finally came clean. We didn't fight about it. I said I was disappointed that he didn't think I would understand the situation. He didn't enroll because he was having some family issues, which he didn't want to burden me with because we had only been together a few months. He is a big ball of anxiety so I knew it wasn't from a malicious place whatsoever. Still together and married and stronger than ever. My boyfriend did this but halfway through the third try semester, I just waited for him to tell me on his own time. Even though it was pretty obvious it's workshop day the rest of the semester yeah okay. He couldn't handle work and school at the same time and he still can't but his field doesn't really require people to have a degree so much as experience. Former so. He was a closet alcoholic. I knew when he was drinking. I knew when he was drunk. Even called him out on it from time to time. Never ended good for me so I stopped. He swears he's sober now but I don't believe him. He told me he was sober before. Yeah until I hit bottom and got help. I really didn't think you all could tell I was drinking. Honestly, after 20 years of marriage, if either of us is keeping a secret, it's because we just forgot to tell the other. That's something truly, hilariously beautiful. About 10 years ago my wife drunkenly made out with a guy friend of hers at a birthday party. I only knew because she left her messaging client open where she confessed it to her best friend. I let it slide because she seemed genuinely upset that she did it and vowed to her friend that it would never happen again. We've been married for over 20 years now so it hasn't dampened the relationship at all. Now mind you I never left the two of them together alone again. I'm forgiving. Not stupid. She backed my truck out of the garage and smashed the mirror on the door frame. She said someone must have hit it at the grocery store. She backed her car out of the garage and smashed the mirror on the door frame. She said someone passing her got too close and bought just her breaking it. I found the impact marks and glass on the floor both times. She still denies she hit them on the garage doors. He's my ex now, obviously, but we were together for 9 years and he cheated on me for over a year with a coworker. He kept her a secret because she was underage. He was 26, she was 16, almost 17. Once she turned 18, they made it public, but he mentioned her in work stories here and there and I never thought of it as being anything. Then he started driving me to work and keeping the car then picking me up, wanted me nowhere near his workplace put a password on his phone, got texts at odd hours, like 6am, while she was waiting on the bus. I left work early and a friend took me to his workplace to meet him instead of him coming to mine to pick me up. Surprise, they left together, hand in hand. Several minutes after everyone else exited the building, I had already figured it out at this point, but I stupidly waited for him to come clean instead of calling him out. He wouldn't. He worked as a retail manager and had a keeper box and magnet in our house, so I locked his phone inside while he was in the shower and hid the magnetic key. I made him tell me everything which he knew I already knew, before I would unlock his phone. Then I kicked him out. Nice move holding the phone hostage. She texts her ex all day every day, selfies, 
tells him he misses him. They have movie text dates where they watch the same movie at the same time. They fall asleep on the phone together. Worst for me is they talk crap about me and she refers to me as number 3 as in her third boyfriend. She makes stuff up and will tell him something I did that never happened and they will call me a pee and laugh. She hasn't sent nudes yet and never agrees to meet up with him in person although he frequently tries. She will occasionally mention to me oh my ex is texting me he's so annoying. Meanwhile she's waiting for me to sleep so she can watch a movie with him. Sucks finding out through our kid's tablet that is synced with her phone. I am still not sure how or when I am going to break it off. Ouch. Yeah you need to get away from that. Man. Good luck. After my car was almost stolen. I installed Lojack on my car and my ex-wife's car for safety reasons. She saw me working on her car and I mentioned a bunch of times that I was putting it in my car as well. I kinda figured she knew what I was doing. When she would go to the gym she was actually at her ex's house. Confronted her about it. She lied through her teeth every time. She was engaged with her abusive ex for a short while before they eventually broke up. Guy I used to work with who's good friends with her ex told me. She never told me. I guess she's embarrassed and I'll let it go. Never really worried about it. My husband of 15 years was spending a couple of hours reading pedophilic gapy before coming upstairs to bed. Usually I'd be asleep by then. Reading as in stories of men buggering little boys, or their grandsons, sons or nephews, or the scout master, or the teacher enticing a boy into the barn. Reading is legal. Pictures are not. He was very careful. Once I stumbled across it, I had to deal with the shock that our marriage had been a lie. I'd been useful for breeding. Nothing else, but I also knew he was in denial about something deep, and that he wasn't going to make good decisions on my behalf, or for his own life, and for our marriage, our sons and our futures. So I put key tracking software onto the computer, with the only justification being that if he spent any money or tried to contact a boy, that I would have to act, while I tried to work out what I was going to do. He never knew that I knew exactly what he was doing and that he lied to my face when I sympathetically tried to discuss it the story is long and sordid and didn't end well my wife tries to hide her farts by going into the bathroom and sitting on the toilet to do it she thinks turning on the fan masks the sound but we have thin walls and i can always hear them loud and clear she'd be mortified if she found out i know i think it's hilarious my so of 4 years gave me his phone to look for some passwords on his notes app so he could log in to his school account. I found a note with my name in it and couldn't help myself. He wrote out this dream he had where we had a daughter and started a family together. He was so detailed and seemed so happy. I thought it was so cute that he would want to write and remember this dream. He never told me about it, but I do know he wants kids, especially a daughter. I feel like this was his dream come true dream. I didn't say anything because I didn't want to embarrass him. He's not very emotional. For reference I am years away from marrying him or having children lol. This is so pure. My BF loves to look up shoes for good deals and I always browse with him. When it was my birth month he would ask for my size and such and be all curious but would say he's just wondering what the prices are. A box came to my front office and he told me to pick it up since he didn't want the office to be closed before he got home. He always lets me open his packages and so I did with this and saw a pair of shoes in my size haha I taped it up so fast and he came home without a clue. I looked completely surprised the day of my birthday and he was super happy about it so I just never bring it up. 
He tells me everything so this is about as saucy as it gets. Wholesome. Was not married but I found out about it. Found out her then gf was bulimic. After living together for a few months I came home. When she was at work. To cook chicken in the oven. I could not find the cooking dish to put the chicken on. I looked everywhere in the kitchen and all around the house. Last place to look was under our bed. I found the tray with crumbs of brownies. I immediately knew what was up. I confronted her right away when she came home and she screamed at me and said it was wrong of me to find out. Also found out she did see. He watches pee without me on his phone in the bathroom before we have sex. I kind of want to talk to him about it and tell him it makes me feel like I don't do IT for him. But I think it's more because I just don't care for pee that much. She has guns and MREs buried in the forest. And a couple of locations in the US including Yellowstone. Every 5 years, she takes a road trip with the girls. She also has a false shelf in her apt with a shotgun hidden inside. I learned about this because I was watching one of those YouTube videos about secret rooms and hidden furniture and it clicked when I saw the shelves. I checked it and when I opened it, there it was. Then I checked her computer and found nothing. But after snooping around enough, I found a go bag with a revolver, ammo, MREs, medical supplies, a medical stapler, other things, a few paper maps, marking locations. One of those places was nearby enough. 30 miles. I decided to check it myself. It was a buried hard case about 4 feet deep that had a revolver, ammo, and what seems like a bucket of rations, about $400, plus 10 one ounce silver coins. Everything was vacuum sealed, and I think all the locations have the exact same stuff. Hard to imagine, but all in all there are 7 locations marked. I've never brought it up. But now every once in a while I notice that she has things hidden all over her apt. Like I was going to change a light switch that was sort of not working properly. And I find a key in a thin plastic container. I googled around and it's a safety deposit box key for a bank in the middle of nowhere Michigan. Like what am I supposed to say to her? Are you James Bond's daughter? Jason Bourne's sister? Is Skynet hunting you? She is either very paranoid or the job you think she has is a cover. She said Girl Scout more cookies were sold out, but she actually hid them behind the baking supplies because they're on a top shelf in a low cabinet because I'm tall and can't easily see there unless I'm digging for baking supplies. Rare. It's okay, though, because I secretly bought several boxes, too, and put them on top of the kitchen cabinet since she's short and can't see reach. Hiding things down low is something I haven't considered before. Finally, being short pays off. Not together anymore but she used to pick her nose and wipe the boogers on the underside of the standalone sink that I installed. Ever once in a while I would clean the sink and scrape them off and they would reappear. For a while I figured she knew I knew but still did it anyway. Now I think she just genuinely did it without ever thinking about it. That's atrocious dude. Found out my exo was a predator, the closet alcoholism and M addiction wasn't half as a surprise as when he finally assaulted a minor. I know all the disgusting, embarrassing things he did going through puberty, like, all of them. I would like to not know about the noodle incident, but here we are. You can't drop the noodle incident and not be expected to share with the class. That is best friend since college, whose wife just had baby no. 2. Just broke off the emotional affair he was having with a co-worker. 
I'm glad my husband was a good friend. I know he counseled his friend to make the right decision for him and his family, and the friend took his advice and broke it off about a month before the baby was born. I'm hoping it had works out for them, and I'm so 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 proud of my husband for being such a solid and stable guy. Reddit, what secret are you dying to get off your chest? I fricked up the promotional posters of a well-known martial arts film by editing its Wikipedia article with incorrect character names before it came out. The company in charge of the posters was incompetent enough to use Wikipedia as its source for the names of the characters. Hahaha <laughs> that's kinda amazing. More their fault than yours I'd say. My son's 39th birthday is next Monday. He's been a gigantic Simpsons fan since the show debuted. I got a custom made Simpson Femi portrait of him, his wife, and his daughter, plus their two dogs, Simpson Fied. They're sitting on the Simpsons couch and when I showed it to his sister she freaked out about how good it came out. I simply can't wait to give it to him and see his face. I don't feel close to some people in my life and I've known them for 10 plus years. Like I don't know what to talk about with them anymore, you know? I'm sure they feel the same way, we don't talk that often. Makes me sad sometimes. I feel like a lonely wolf again. People grow apart sometimes and that's okay. Sounds like maybe it's time to meet new people. I don't love all but one of my siblings, and I have enough baggage from my parents to fill an airport. I just pretend I don't because I can't get away from them yet and they're intolerable to be around if they think even the smallest thing is wrong. It's okay to hate your family man. Terrible thing to say but it's true. I don't love my nephew, yet, people seem to instantly fall in love with babies, but as I held his 2 day old baby, I felt absolutely nothing for him emotionally, I mean, I care for him and all, but just feel nothing, it was the same for my two nieces when they were born, I felt nothing for them until they were about 3 months old, and they could remember my face and would actively look for me remember me, now I can't imagine my life without those two girls and I love them to death. It kinda makes me feel like a crappy uncle for not instantly loving these kids from the moment I first met them. That's definitely not unusual and it is definitely not a statement about you or your love for your nephews. What matter is, I can't imagine my life without those two girls. I tell people that my mom taught Jay-Z at Trenton High School. I mean it's possible and likely, but I have no actual proof. Hahaha <laughs> this is the best one so far. For a long while I've been generally apathetic about most things, like feeling anything other than nothing is too much effort. I had pretty much accepted that's just how I was now, but recently, not even orgasms feel as good anymore, and it's starting to concern me a little. Sounds like depression man should speak with your doctor. My ex and I were both suicidal in high school, and there were times I considered picking them up to go for a drive and driving us off a cliff. I never said anything about it to anyone, never tried it, never came close to acting on it. That was a long time ago. Glad you never did and I hope you're feeling better. I don't like my parents and I am on the verge of hating them too I am scared of their obsession about me especially since I'm an adult already I'm terrified my future partner will be similar to them and that I will pick up a partner with patterns similar to them I'm terrified I will never have a healthy relationship because the obsession I faced included sexual harassment too I feel guilty for hating them I guess but I pretend we're good every day I pretend we are happy because I feel bad for them. 
I found out my dad is not my biological father. My dad died last year. After that I took this DNA test because it would be fun to find more about my dad's family. Well, instead I got 50% match with a man I don't know suggesting that he is my father. I haven't yet contacted him or confronted my mom. I don't know what to do with this information. A dad and father are two different things. A dad is the one who saw over you with love. A father is a person on paper. Since COVID hit my life has been on perpetual replay. Work. Watch baby. Laundry. Dishes. Sleep a little repeat. Well lately I've been having days where I just hate having my wife and kids around. I just pretend I'm okay and everything's fine but yeah. Inside I'm just like frick I'm sick of doing this crap every freaking day. Since I escaped an abusive relationship I've tried a lot, and I mean a lot of relationships but truth is, even if I feel attraction at first and I can show care, love attention, etc, it feels fake. Deep inside I don't feel a crap besides being mildly frisky and get bored of the relationship faster than with some games. I'm really tired of this. I'm the opposite. I still feel way too much even after being in abusive relationships. I fall so freaking hard and have my heart broken every time. Since the last heartbreak, I've lost hope though. I dk if it'll ever happen. If love is even for me, maybe it's nothing but a fantasy to hopeless romantics such as myself. I'll go first I guess. My mom is cheating on my dad and has been for a while now. She doesn't know I know and I don't know which of them to tell. Or if I should just ignore it and stay out of their business. Although it's their business it still affects you. Find someone to confide in and it will normalize any feelings you have about the situation. Whether it's family, general practitioner, or a teacher it doesn't matter as long as it's someone you can trust. I have already been vaccinated. First dose only. But I haven't told anyone because I don't want people to start making plans socially with me. I'd rather stay home. There was recently a all our welcome here yard sign on Facebook marketplace with the giver saying I don't really want company. I talk a lot and can have conversation with mostly anyone but I feel so freaking stressed and awkward and I hate to talk with people beside a couple of persons. People tell me I'm in a bad day and all when I don't but I just don't like talking to people I don't know very well. I've been getting molested by my little cousin ever since we were little. It started as him wanting to kiss me and my other little cousin under a cover but she said no and I've always wished I had to but I was like ytf not and I kissed him. Now I'm scared of going to visit my relatives in case it happens. He once wouldn't leave the bathroom cause I wouldn't kiss him and essentially locked the door. My little cousin had to go get an adult to make him open it. I don't know what to do and I'm scared to open up about it because his mother doesn't do anything and won't let his father do anything to him either already and I'm scared they will treat it like another bad thing he does that they brush off and tell the family to handle. I'm so freaking sorry you're living through this. Tell your doctor, teacher or school counselor. They legally have to take it seriously. I'm tired of life. I have a happy family, an amazing girlfriend, an amazing home but this year I just don't feel like living anymore. I can't enjoy things. I can't feel much anymore. I don't want to do anything and I just don't know. Something I saw that helped me. You don't want to die. You just want your life as it is to be over. It is change that you want, not death. Work toward a goal to change your situation. The suggestion of therapy is a great place to start. Hope this helps. 
that I feel like I have major deficiencies in memory, like my brain stops working and stops registering. It feels like how dyslexia and ADD is shown in films. My psychiatrist has not made any headway into why this is and honestly he doesn't even try to. It has always been there and I don't know if there is anything to diagnose there, but it has gone progressively worse since 2017 when I was actually diagnosed with severe depression, anxiety, social phobia, suicidal tendencies, anger disorder and OCD. I don't tell this to anyone because I already feel like a failure and I don't want people to think I am making excuses for my laziness which is not laziness but times of when my brain refuses to function properly, would have offed myself long ago if I didn't feel an ingrained sense of duty towards my mother and sister. I had the exact same problem, it felt like my brain was falling apart, I couldn't concentrate or remember anything, I've always been kind of anxious but it spiked after I had a really bad flu one year, turns out I was depressed and had severe anxiety, I didn't realize how bad it was until I went on the medication, it was controlling my life, depression and anxiety tend to go hand in hand. I'm terrified my husband will realize that I'm so not worth all the effort he puts into our relationship and taking care of me. I've got a chronic illness and he's had to add taking care of me to his plate on top of already being a wonderful husband and father. I haven't cut myself in about 2-3 years now, and I'm doing a lot better than before, but I still feel crap from time to time and I can't believe how hard it is not to hurt myself. Like. When crap gets overwhelming I push my nails in my arm or bite my finger hand and sometimes it makes me feel like I'm not doing better at all. When my sister and I were kids, she had a doll she loved that my stepmother donated. My stepmother apparently asked her permission and my sister agreed because she was only 4 and was being coerced into it by our stepbrothers. She adored that doll and cried for months about it. My sister is now 26 and is 8.5 months pregnant with a baby girl. So I tracked down one of those dolls on eBay and sent it to her. If all goes well, it should arrive about a week after the kid is born. I once stole a book from the book fair at my school. It was being held in our school library but it leaked out into the hall of the school. I didn't have enough money to buy it, so in one fell swoop I unzipped my backpack quietly and put it in, zipped it up and walked away in about 3 seconds. School had just gotten out and the lady who was in charge of the whole thing was working with the cash register right behind me. I've never gotten away with something that clean since. Wasn't even a book I wanted to Lumeo. I did something similar, put a book under the book I was checking out that was bigger and held it so the librarian couldn't see my thievery. My first and last scholastic book fair acquisition. It was so smooth and I've never succeeded since. But I also don't want to try, haha. <laughs> I'm going to die alone. I reached such a high state of inner peace and passivity that it just doesn't bother me that no one is with me. Throughout the years I need less and less to interact with anybody and less necessary to the point that I consider sleeping throughout a whole day a day well spent. But sleeping all day is a sign of depression. Everybody can stand to go see a counselor of some kind. So be sure to do so. Unfortunately the human species is a social species, and those with the best social networks have the best health and survival outcomes. So make friends. Well I don't have anything else to get off my chest since I've made a new friend on reddit who is really open with me and lets me tell them all my problems. 
they really try to make me feel better, but a few days ago this would have been great for me, but now I found a really kind person and I'm finally happy. I'm really glad to hear that. I genuinely do not want a good career, I am so tired of being the smart kid. I wish I could just work in McDonald's or be a garbage dude or just any job that requires repetitive motion but no problem solving skills. If I could live securely driving a school bus I would do it happily for the rest of my life. Despite acting like it during the retelling of the story, I actually have no remorse for almost killing a guy who attacked my brother and actually derive a large amount of pleasure from the memory. That sounds like a totally reasonable reaction tbh I'd probably keep it secret too though haha. Another thing is that this pandemic is turning me into a creature of shadows. I haven't slept in 2 years, I hiss at sunlight, I'm most active at night, and I can't stop thinking about how I'm gonna die. I mean that's probably contributing, need to schedule time out of the house, fake it for the kids man. As a widow I want to viciously slap married people who treat their spouses like crap. Why do you still get your spouse and chose to be in butthole to each other? What did my husband, who I loved and adored, and he loved and adored me back after die while two ungrateful piles of crap just go around making sure they ruin their spouses days? I think I'm B. I'm attracted to men and women near equally at times. Which means I probably am, but in some kind of denial or something. I have a wife and kids, and don't plan on any kind of cheating. I'll likely die without having explored it. I'll die without exploring other women outside of my wife as well. Why tell people and stress everyone out? A friend that I loved, as a family, friend, not romantic at all, kiss me, like a lot. During a sleepover it was very nice and all to be touched and all and I thought it would only be a fun experience to eventually forget. That friend was a friend since we both were kids, and had in common other friend, being the two people that I trusted the most. After that night they almost totally ignore me, at least that friend. The friend in common at least kinda speaks to me. But I tried a lot of times to reach out, tried to plan to see each other, obviously under the restriction safe zone, but all the times I was left on scene. I feel alone now, I wasn't even the one who kissed her in the first place. I guess it's my fault because I didn't reject it or something like that but I'd like to at least have a closing conversation to know that they don't want to speak to me any longer instead of be ghosted like that. The worst part of that I'm not mad at, I still love them both like friends so the only thing I can feel for all of this is confusion. I'm really sorry you're dealing with this, nothing really to do but wait it out. Perhaps your friend is confused about their own feelings and is scared to talk more. Either way I'd stop reaching out and let them come to you. You might have to accept never getting proper closure on this, as terrible as it is. I suffer from sometimes debilitating PTSD. While my wife is aware that I have PTSD, she has no clue how bad it can get. I hide this from her because I don't ever want her to see me as less than Superman. I hide the extent of it from the VA. I am currently rated as having mild PTSD with the VA, because I don't want the federal governments to keep records of it for fear of future mental health legislation. Irrational fear or not. Huh, make another account just so this stays a secret. I'm drowning and I feel so alone. For the first time in my life, I'm failing a class in school. Nobody knows. I went from valedictorian to this. I'm falling behind and it is so hard to catch up. 
I can't reach out to my counselors or teachers because I've always been the smart, diligent one. I don't have the courage to ask for help. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Law, CS, finance, careers, college, it all seems so big and elusive. I realize I truly have no passions, hobbies, kinda, but nothing I would ever pursue. I've talked to classmates who are getting internships and touring schools for things like music therapy and the arts and in the past, I would have internally scorned them for doing something so useless but now I just feel jealous that at least they have something they truly enjoy, that they have the courage to step beyond society's standard of success. I've always been the golden child but I've been put so high up on a pedestal that it's just assumed I will always stay there. My parents can't see that I've fallen and am drowning below because they just know that I will always be fine. You are always so responsible. Number. I'm not. I know I can always count on you number. You can't. I'm still a teenager. A child. Some would say. And I need guidance in life but you are too busy with my sister's issues to see mine. You drag me in and make me her third parent. I am still a kid. Too. I can't resent her for that. Her issues are much more immediate than mine. She is the best thing in my life. But I feel so alone. My friends would never understand. They think my life is perfect. They say, OMG I love your dad. He is so funny. Haha. <laughs> your sister is so cute while your mom is so cool. Number. My family is falling apart at the seams. Fights are daily. I feel so alone but everyone is moving on with their life. I don't where to go so I'm just faking till I make it. Keeping a smile on my face. Let them all think it's okay. You can only fake it for so long I think man. Can't recommend therapy enough. Thanks for sharing. Hope things turn around for you. Two weeks ago my doctor told me I'm in the early stages of glaucoma. I'm an artist. I cannot imagine losing my vision. If it comes down to that I've already decided I won't live without my sight. I'm not trying to be all dramatic and I'm not even emotional about it. I just don't want to live if I cannot see or paint ever again. Keeping my autism from my dad. He already doesn't like me and hardly talks to me. This would just be something extra that would make him dislike me more. I didn't grow up how he wanted me to and this is just another example of that. My best friend tried to kill herself. And it's been horrible for her close friends and family. But selfishly I'm mad that her parents expect me to look out for her when that's what I've been trying to do for over 3 years. No matter how much I tried to be there for her and help, she still wanted to die. And it pisses me off. Not on you. It sucks that your friend is going through crap and that her parents expect you to do something about it. Truth is this is a battle that your friend has to deal with it. Do the best you can. I'm unsure if I want my birthday in my life. He's just like me, or I am just like him, but his thinking is so backwards and extreme in some aspects. He's not a bad guy I am just not sure. I got hurt by my birthman when I met her and I've known birthday longer than when I met her but I am still expecting something. He says I am needy but he lives out on the west coast. What could I ever need from him? That doesn't sound like someone you need in your life. Some days I wish I could just be a useless stoner, get fat from eating utter junk all day, do nothing more productive than play video games, bass guitar, and go for nature walks. Basically, some days I wish I was 17 again. I adore my kids and enjoy my life but there are days when I'm just so tired from the weight of responsibility. 
I'm too scared to break up with my girlfriend for several reasons. 1. I'm not in a good place mentally, and I fear my mind is clouding my judgment. 2. She has no idea and it would crush her. 3. It's hard and expensive to find a decent place to live alone. I know the last two makes me a horrible person. No need to add to the hate towards me. I'm self-sufficient of hatred. Take it from someone who postponed the breakup for the three reasons you mentioned. Among others, the longer you put it off the harder it gets and the guild will eat at you. You are not a horrible person. You are human and the brain is wired to keep us in familiar and comfortable pulses, despite not being happy there. I'm absolutely in love with my best friend. It's killing me keeping this from her but she has a boyfriend and I can't risk our friendship. One of the best things I did was tell my best friend I was in love with her. Not because we fell in love and wound up happily married together. She rejected me, but it provided closure and I could move on. I lost a really good friend and if that's okay, some friendships aren't meant to be long term. For a year now, I've been consistently working my butt off for losing $400 that my brother lost. I decided to take it for him because I owed him a favor. But if I had known he wasted it on drugs I would have just threw him under the bus. And I'm still considering it. Dude I really hope he cleans up. Best of luck throughout the process. There are professionals who can help you, the family and him. If he's stealing 400 for it then I'd say it's getting pretty serious. What is your darkest family secret? My grandfather was killed in a bar when my father was still a toddler. The official story was that he was murdered over a pinball game. Back then pinball was pretty serious, I guess. It wasn't until recently my grandmother confessed, on her deathbed, that my grandfather actually killed someone and buried the body, days before his own demise. So he was actually killed in retaliation for a murder that he committed. My grandmother kept this secret for almost 65 years. When my mother was still young, my grandfather found out she had a boyfriend. He shot her BF dead and then they killed my grandfather because of it. A year or two after her adoptive mother died, my mom went looking for information about her birth parents and found that her birth moment her husband had been gruesomely murdered by a drug cartel. There was an article about their murder in Rolling Stone magazine that had gory pictures of their bodies. Must have been really shocking to her. Hope she's well now. A male blood relative went to prison for drug dealing and major theft. Whilst in prison he was diagnosed with hep C, likely from sharing needles. When he got out of prison, he raped his 13YO stepdaughter. There's a high likelihood that he raped his other daughters. One died from a drug overdose and the other committed suicide. He died in prison from hep C complications and liver cancer. A not too distant cousin fricked over his notoriously dangerous bikey gang in a big way, including forcing himself on someone's wife and stealing a high ups motorbike, and has been on the run for the last 20 years. It's me. My dad never told his family I existed. I was shameful. Maybe he was more ashamed. After he died they found out about me and kindly asked me not to come to the funeral. I get why he never told them. As part of opening a home daycare, mom found somebody on the sex offender registry with our family's very unusual last name. Mom called grandpa. He confirmed that he is related to us. He hadn't seen him in decades. He didn't know he had been convicted for statutory but thought that sounded about right. We're not supposed to ask about him again. 
Good for your grandpa keeping dangerous people away from his family even if they are related to him. That's the right thing to do and too many stories on here are unfortunately because people did the opposite. My dad gave a job to a cousin. I remember as a kid that this cousin I'd never heard of just suddenly popped up out of nowhere without explanation but I was a kid so didn't really think of it, but everyone made a big deal out of how great it was for my dad to give him a job. I found out 20 years later that the cousin had been in prison for having a sexual relationship with a student. My friend was a superintendent and a teacher in the 80s. It was the norm. Still was through the 90s. He said he remembers teachers popping a dare or two to get through school. Kids were preyed on so much then. My cousin, once removed, my parents' cousin, was kidnapped, raped and tortured by serial killer. She was, after many days, dropped off near a running path with her neck slit. She lived, unlike the other three, and she could lead the police to his home. He is still in prison. As a child I heard whispering of it and didn't find out the whole truth until I was older. My great uncle was born from his sister being raped by her father. The family said basically she had just been a loose lady, and not right in the head. They locked her up in the attic. After my great uncle passed, my mother and I went into the multi-generation house to clean it out. The door to the attic, where sister mom was kept but long since passed. The door had an outside lock. No creepy claw marks or anything, but it was just so sad. My mom pulled the lock off and announced to the house that she would never be shut away again. Thank you to your mom for doing that. My cousin might actually be my uncle. His mom boinked my grandfather not long before she discovered her pregnancy. There hasn't been a paternity test, but my cousin learned about it and it fricked him up. I found out 6 months before my dad died that he was a rage addict earlier in his life. He was dying of liver disease and tried to overdose one night. I didn't live with him at the time but knew something was wrong and that's when my mom and I went and found him on the floor of his bathroom with a needle in his arm. My dad, before he met my mom, was a rage addict and got clean. Years later he was diagnosed with hep C which developed into liver cancer. He commented that if he could he would just OD so he could just go to sleep and not wake up. I wouldn't take it as a relapse. Just a way to end the pain. One family member killed another by leaving a bag of poisoned donuts on the front steps. We are now hesitant about accepting donuts. I had an uncle who moved far away. Worked in a boiler room at a huge casino. Decades ago. He was always sketchy, and he had way more money than a simple boiler room employee ought to have had. Rumors that the boiler room was a really useful thing for the mob, due to boilers doubling as incinerators for certain purposes. Hence the money. Many unanswered questions there. Guess it's kinda obvious that your uncle got paid to look the other way while the mob used the boiler room to cook their pizzas. My great grandfather shot and killed a man in his grocery store back in the 30s over a poker game. He ran a speakeasy out of the back of his store and lost almost $2k so as the guy was walking out the front after the store closed he shot him and got away with it by telling the police the man robbed him. It wasn't until he was on his deathbed he told my grandfather what had happened. In the film Driving Miss Daisy, when the chauffeur, played by Morgan Freeman, is driving Miss Daisy to worship service, they get stuck in a traffic jam. He gets out to see what the holdup is. When he gets back in, he says you won't be going to service today. Somebody done bombed the temple, Hebrew Benevolent Congregation Temple, Atlanta, 1958. He says what? 
who would do such a thing, my uncle, that's who. I learned my disabled great aunt was raped multiple times while she was in high school including by a teacher and it resulted in at least 3 pregnancies that she was forced to carry and give up for adoption, and then shamed for. I found out because I did 23 and men found cousins my dad couldn't explain so there was a very awful phone call to understand why. Disabled women are at the highest risk for sexual assault. I am so sorry. Had an uncle that was a sharpshooter in the US Navy, and there's a famous movie about a mission he was on. He was also bat crap crazy and beat his kids and was a serious hoarder. This whole thread has me wondering if becoming an uncle instantly turns you into an insane person. My brother shot himself in the leg to get out of Iraq and tried to blame it on an enemy attack. I learned about this the day I arrived in Afghanistan for my year long tour. All I heard was that he was shot. I found out later it was a self-inflicted wood and he was out on suicide watch and was kicked out with a less than honorable discharge. He's never actually told anyone this, I just heard it through the National Guard being kind of like a gossipy small town. I actually don't hold it against him. War sucked. He's absolutely ruined his life since then by becoming an alcoholic and sitting the world out. Just sad all around. Also, my mom and her sister married the same man so all my siblings are also cousins with each other. Buried the lead lol. Found out last year that I am a direct descendant Thomas Rude. He was the first person to be executed for incest in the US. He raped his daughter Sarah and it came to light when she gave birth to a son named George. My family line is descended from George. My dad's biological father was a rude. I know almost nothing about that branch of my family tree, but we could be distant relatives. My grandpa was kidnapped and forced to work for the Viet Cong. When he died in combat, no one on either side would claim him so he was buried in an unmarked grave. My grandma was left caring for three kids, my mom, aunt, uncle. Grandma was working in the fields until someone got her to work as a bar girl in Saigon. She met my now step-grandfather, American GI, and they got married and she moved to Ohio with him. She never told him she had any kids BC she didn't think he would marry her. When my mom came to America two decades later, my grandma made her say my mom was her niece. I still call him uncle. My great uncle molested my mom for many years around age 3 or 4 till her teens, as well as molesting or exposing himself to her three sisters. He also molested at least two of his sons and other children from his church. Not much of a secret I guess since he confessed, got a pathetic sentence of house arrest and my stupid great aunt is still with him. Ugh. My great great grandmother, single, came over from Germany after World War 1, and had a kid two months later. She met a guy and worked for him for about a decade, mysteriously having two more kids during that time. Eventually she got married and moved away, and left the kids with the man. She eventually had my great grandfather, and he grew up without knowing anything about his half-siblings. That was until about 70 years later when one of their daughters sent a letter to my grandma explaining their relationship. They promptly met up and realized they had only been living about 20 miles from each other, and the relationship rekindled from there. They even came to my grandpa's funeral in 99, where it was revealed that some of the family actually did know about them all along. When people asked how they were related, the older family members would refuse to elaborate and would brush them off. My father, however, would make sure to tell the story to everyone who asked, and made sure these older family members could hear it all. 
My family is of Swiss descent. My great grandfather murdered someone back in Switzerland then fled to the US with his wife. They moved to a small town in Virginia and had my grandpa along with his siblings. Grandpa only found out about this because he found multiple journals depicting the turmoil it caused between him and his wife while fleeing to the US. I once borrowed my granddad's video camera for a trip. He said he put a fresh tape in the camera for me and gave me a backup. I was like 12 at the time and into filming stuff BC I wanted to be a director. Get back from the trip, rewind the tape and review the footage. Low light in a room I didn't recognize. Two people, one laying down, another to the side, bobbing her. Oh my god my grandparents made a porno and granny was blowing pepper. I told my dad what I saw. We never spoke of it and they have no idea I know. Papa took that secret to the grave with him 3 years ago, and I got freaking decades to live with that scar now. I'm really sorry that you had to see your grandparents in this state but, it's kind of wholesome compared to the other stuff on this thread. There was, I assume, consent between a married couple, but for you, yeah that sucks. My grandma tried to kill my grandpa. My dad tells me that my grandpa was a controlling emotionally abusive person and never let my grandma go out, even to church. But my dad also doesn't reveal much about the past. All I know is that there's a lot of resentment. Towards the end of his life, my grandpa had a stroke and was completely bedridden and couldn't speak. He was coherent and understood when we spoke to him. We had a full-time carer for him who would bathe him, feed him etc. Because my grandma didn't want to, as it turns out, she was not giving him or the carer any food. Later we also found out that she wasn't giving him his medicines and would ignore him for hours when he had fits. She would not give him the adult diapers and let him lay in his filth for days. Eventually, my uncle took him in and they took over his care. Even though my aunt was recovering from breast cancer, he was doing well and recovered somewhat. My grandma sometimes visited him and asked to be left alone. Once the carer caught her trying to strangle him, and she threatened to call the cops, she just stayed quiet while my uncle kicked her out. This worsened his condition, and he was in the IQ for a while. At some point when she visited him, my grandma had also broken his arm. We didn't know because he couldn't verbalize it. All that pain and resentment I could see that happening. Abuse for so many years is heck. My dad died of a drug overdose when he was only 25. I was 6 months old. Our family and his hid the true reason, and told everyone it was a heart attack. This is even what I grew up thinking. Only my mom, my aunt, two uncles, and my four grandparents knew the real cause. I found out the real cause of his death when I had to get his death certificate for college financial aid. And now I am burdened with continuing the lie to the greater community who knew him. Oh. That's a very awkward way to find out. Awkward too for all the people who tried to hide it from you. My great great grandmother had a black father and was considered really taboo in the 1860s. My great grandmother is 98 years old and was telling us about a guy that who was black and absolutely adored her in the 1920s and early 30s and would come over to play with her but the family had to keep it a secret as he was black and she was white. Story goes that her grandmother married her grandfather. My great grandmother's mom had to pretend that he worked as the help on the farm in South Dakota when he was really his father. She told us about it when my grandfather did a DNA test and it came back that he was part black and had black family members. We only found out last year. I'll see you at cookout. 
my aunt was molested as a child by my great uncle who I never met, for obvious reasons. She didn't tell anyone until she was in her 30s, though by then everyone knew he was a piece of crap for other reasons so he was already excommunicated from the family. I was molested by my cousin when I was 9. Totally different ball game. Everyone swept it under the rug, didn't want to address it. Some of my own family didn't even believe me, but she did. She believed me and defended me no matter what came her way. She died a few years back. I don't know if I ever explicitly thanked her for doing that for me, but I think she knew how much I loved her for it. My mom walked in on my uncle servicing the best man the night before he married my aunt. This was the mid-1960s, so being B or gay wasn't something many people admitted to. She said nothing to anyone, only told my dad years later. Dad's cousin was a prominent Catholic priest known for his staunchly anti-LGBT views. Well, it was quite the surprise when he was arrested trying to solicit a BJ from an undercover cop at a gay bookstore in New Orleans. It's New Orleans. You can't really say you've really visited the French Quarter if you haven't had Café Olé and Bignets at Café du Monde, caught a jazz set at Preservation Hall, and gotten your knob slobbed in a bookstore. Multiple parts. 1. My great-grandfather was the illegitimate child of an Italian doctor and was born somewhere in southern Italy. Supposedly the doctor had an affair and to cover it up he sent my great-grandfather to northern Italy as an infant where he became an orphan. 2. As an adult my great-grandfather immigrates to the US where he had multiple children, mostly women, who I've been told he sexually abused for the majority of their childhoods. This was not spoken about until the last of his children were on their deathbeds. 3. My great-grandfather's eldest daughter has a child about my mother's age, her cousin, who she grew up with. The father of the child is forever kept a secret and never spoken about, but I personally believe that my mother's cousin may be the child of my great-grandfather. 4. My great-grandfather supposedly got involved with the Italian mafia at some point, robs a bank with two other family members. My young grandmother supposedly the getaway driver, and eventually gets caught and all go to prison for a time. With the exception of my grandmother, all are released from prison and all die of natural causes, supposedly. I just found all of this out about 2 years ago. I'm 33 years old. I cringe. My cousin sexually abused me when I was 7. He was 17, and it messed me up and now I have to pretend I'm happy he's getting the organ transplant he needs I hope he freaking dies. I was sexually abused by my brother with a similar age difference, it has also fricked me up a lot. I never told anyone in my family and now that it's been over 20 years it feels weird at this point. You're not alone and for what it's worth I hope your cousin's body rejects a new organ. My sister was given a horse for her birthday when she was young, but shortly after we moved houses. During the move, we left the horse with our granddad till we had our own pasture fenced up. My granddad was a pleasant enough man, but he was a mean drunk. One day the horse jumped his fence while he was day drinking. He took his truck out and instead of walking in back, he tied it to the back of his truck and took the scenic route back home. By the time he got back the horse's legs and sides had been skinned to heck and had to be put down afterwards. We stopped relations with him for a long while until he got cancer. I learned this after his funeral. That's just evil. B rank. Learning that that my great grandfather had sexually abused at least one of his daughters. My great aunts. Particularly the youngest. 
His abuse of the youngest resulted in him getting jail time. It was the only time he was punished. This was in the mid-50s. I rank. Learning that one of these molestations resulted in a pregnancy for the second eldest, which was given up through a closed adoption. This was around 1949. S rank. Learning that the eldest actually took her father to bed and wanted to be his wife. She saw herself, not her mother, as his real and natural wife for the rest of his life. This was from the late 1940s through his death in 1986. Whether or not a conjugal relationship continued is unknown. But maybe that will be the next thing I learn. My grandparents made a wonderful life for themselves and their children. Those children and their children, my generation, had a great life. Learning about what happened before that was so shocking I can't put it in words. You know it's gonna be rough when the B-tier is already sexual abuse. Oof. When I was little I found out my mother was hated by her entire family due to she having a different mother than all her siblings and I only know this because I was hated due to me having a different father than all of my siblings so my grandmother told me, her biological mom, it feels strange having so much family but have nobody even want to associate with you. My mom left me at 15 months old, with my teenage father, neither wanted me but when my dad married my stepmom. She really hated me and the mother I never knew and told me all the time. I understand how you feel. I am actually the dark family secret. All of my brothers and sister know but they don't know that I know. They've kept the secret from everyone except one person. And that person told me. My mother had a secret affair that resulted in pregnancy and my father raised me like I was his own. I sometimes contemplate about whether to tell my sons. But probably won't. I actually recalled having met the other father when I was really young but not since and not interested in meeting him now. Both of my parents have passed so I'm not going to make any issues out of it. My grandmother was married three times not twice like I'd been told. Apparently her first marriage was to a gay man and quickly dissolved. This was presented to me as a big family secret but I like cool I'm 12. But I did end up digging up their marriage certificate on ancestry in college. My mom was sexually abused for years by her uncle with polio. Her family was poor so she slept on the couch and my grandma knew it was happening yet didn't do anything. I found out from my dad in my mid-teens and it changed the way I view everything. All of a sudden I became resentful of my loving grandparents and family for not protecting my mom. It shook me to the core that I could be so oblivious of my mom's trauma. I knew she had a rough childhood but it was worse than I thought. My grandfather, uncles, brother and cousins have no idea. I wasn't going to answer this but here I go. There was a man who was my grandmother's brother. My sister and I referred to him as Uncle Jay. Well Uncle Jay was a weird dude but then again my family on that side always seemed a bit out there. I found out many years later after he died of cancer that he was a rapist and no one in the family wanted to acknowledge it. He raped my mother and some of her cousins. Now we spent some holidays in the house that he lived in and he was always drunk but I'm honestly freaking irate that my mother didn't keep us away from someone like him. Had he still been alive about 10 years ago I would probably have killed him myself once I found out what he did. Long story short if you are the parent of young children and you don't keep them away from predators you are failing your children. Protecting a rapist solely on the basis of family is freaking disgusting. Dang. There are really some dark stories in here. Some stuff on my dad's side of the family. 1. We live in a country, Singapore. 
where Chinese is the majority race and my family has always been listed as racially Chinese in our documents. Photos of my grandparents show that my grandfather was significant darker skinned though, and we have two photos of my great grandmother in Burmese wear. Turns out that my great grandmother knew that things would be better for us if people thought we were Chinese. So she got a Chinese man to adopt my grandfather in name. In my country our race as stated in documents follows our paternal lineage. I'm a quarter Burmese, my dad is half, and he gets upset when we mention he's not fully Chinese. 2. My dad had a sister who died very young and that was the extent of what he would tell me when I was growing up. I decided to pry again just recently and found out that my aunt was a drug addict who married a British man, had a son, a subsequent divorce and then ran away to England to marry another British man who claimed he was a dual tycoon. None of the men she married cared enough about her to even remember what kind of Asian she was or where she was from. We strongly suspect the second husband bought her or had some other similar arrangement. She then died from an immune disorder and had her funeral back home in Singapore. Her second husband didn't pay for anything. He didn't even want to buy the shoes for her to wear in her coffin. And no one knows anything about him or his family. I found her son, my long lost cousin, and he said his dad, the first husband, told everyone we were Cambodian. My cousin lives in Australia now and he had a lot of questions for me, including why no one ever visited him. Reddit. What are some deep dark secrets your family members tried to hide from you, but you found out anyway? My grandma and step-grandpa had eloped long before their actual wedding ceremony. Apparently neither of their families wanted them to get married because of a difference of race. My grandma was Filipino and my step-grandpa was white, so they waited a couple of years for everyone to approve. After my grandma passed away, I had to go through her things and found their certificate of marriage from Vegas which was certified over a year before the actual day they got married with friends and family as witnesses. I had asked my parents about it, and they had no idea, apparently neither did anyone else in the family. It doesn't seem like such a dark secret now, but since they kept it to themselves and took it to their graves, it must have been a pretty big deal to them. It's mostly just a sweet story to me, and as someone who had lost all faith in romance, it was kind of encouraging. I may have two or three dead older brothers. I really don't know any more about it beyond that, as literally nobody in my family will talk about it with me. All I know is my grandmother on my mom's side has a picture sitting in the frame of a mirror that hangs on the wall of her house. This picture is of my grandmother and two boys who were between 5-8 years old that I'd never met or heard anybody talk about. The picture had always been in that exact location as long as I could remember. One day when I was young I was at her house and happened to be looking at the picture while my grandmother was in the next room. She came in to see what I was doing since I had gotten quiet, and I asked her who the kids were in the picture with her. She told me they were my brothers, and that there was a third who wasn't in the picture. I then, thinking I had three older brothers, excitedly asked her where they were and why I had never met them. She just walked away and ignored the question. Any attempts after that to ask her or anybody else about the picture or the kids in it has been ignored in the same manner. I kinda gave up asking since even my parents would ignore it. My uncle was a huge drug dealer, and banking major money. He ended up getting killed by some cartel when I was 9. Family told me he died fishing. I guess you could say he's sleeping with the fishes. 
I was talking to me my mom and somehow we go to the topic of why I've never met anyone from her family. She explained that her older brother tried to rape her on several occasions and her mom and dad remained in denial about it, even in the face of evidence, forever after. She never told anyone else about it after her parents blew her off, including my dad. I've heard other instances of the victim not being believed by the family, and it drives me crazy. F that. Your mom is better off without them. I watch too many crime shows. I was definitely expecting you to tell us that your uncle murdered your aunt and she was stashed in the fridge. My mother owns over 10 buildings and didn't wanna tell me in case I start becoming corrupt and money hungry. My uncle told me this. She should trade some of those in for a single hotel. When I was 17, my family finally decided to break it to me that my birth was the result of my mother cheating on my dad. That my dad bailed on me when I was 8 because he found out that he was born sterile so it was impossible for me to be his. And that I am darker than everyone in my white family because I'm actually half Filipino. When I was 18 I found out by accident that my mother was a REM user. Hit me hard like a truck and about 3 weeks after I found out the depression was too intense to carry. So I sit down and talk to my grandmother. As soon as my mouth opens my throat tightened up. And the floodgates opened. I finally got it all out and asked. She was stunned I didn't know. But I thought the way she had acted all my life was normal. My grandmother then tells me that my dad used it just as much. My dad died when I was 2 and I never knew him. Especially that he was addicted to such a serious drug. Lastly, I've also learned that one of my two uncles is a frequent M user. At least I know I will never touch that crap. Sorry to hear that man. My uncle was a heavy crack user and is currently in jail for dealing. Ironically his son is going down the same path. And may actually end up doing worse things than his dad. One of my grandfathers ran a brothel in El Salvador. He was murdered in Texas and one of his lesbian daughters now runs that same brothel. When I visited El Salvador as a kid, my mom told me to avoid a particular street on the eastern part of town. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that she told me why. My mother didn't want kids so my father threatened to divorce her. Filed the paperwork and everything but she called him over one last time, and well here I am. Secret family in Japan. Apparently, my American dad left the army having unwittingly impregnated his Japanese GF. She sent a letter but my grandma intercepted it and tore it up. He didn't find out for years. Now there's a whole mess of half Jewish, half Japanese folks related to me. Wait a minute. This is a King of the Hill episode. Dang it Bobby. A few years after my father died I learned that my dad have been visiting those gay sex places in the woods or at parking places where you can just hook up with random guys and have sex. If there's a name for those places, I'm sorry, I'm not aware. He was HIV positive and even kept it a secret from my mom for a couple of years while still having unprotected sex with her. When my mom found out she was furious. But luckily she didn't have HIV. The only thing I remembered was my parents having a huge argument at some point and that I was really scared they were going to get divorced. They stayed together for the kids, and to be honest, aside from the fights sometimes I always had great parents and we would have a lot of good family times. My mom must have had a really hard time then. Well, my dad must have had a hard time too, but they still did a great job raising their kids. 
After my father died my mom told me everything when I was about 16 and I was so shocked that I had to hear it a couple of times because I just blocked it the first few times. She kept it from me because she didn't want me to hate my dad. The funny thing is, my mom is now married to a woman, so I guess you could say both my parents were gay. I'm sorry for any spelling mistakes or weird sentences. English is not my native language. I never understand these situations, where a man and woman marry, then both happen to be gay. Makes me wonder if they both know about the other. My mom poisoned me on at least 3 or 4 different occasions, on purpose. She would usually undercook some food hoping I would die of food poisoning, I'm guessing. No idea if she added anything. I got suspicious when I ate some salmonella chicken. I was young and starving, and later overheard her telling my brother not to eat them and that they were for me. She made a big batch of chicken, as she usually does. Some pieces seemed fine, so I ate them and not the funny smelling ones. Still got sick, but I got better, according to my uncle. On his deathbed, he claimed to have walked into the house with my father to find her drowning me in the tub. Then there was that one time she almost shot me. That was an accident though. I was chasing my dog because he got off the chain and rounded a corner just as she fired. We was outside. The dog ran down the street. The bullet hit a tree a few feet away from me. We caught him later and she shot him anyway and told me he died of fleas. I had to bury his bleeding corpse. My dad is a douche who fricks his sister. Two things. One, I have an uncle in France. A parting gift from my grandfather to a very pretty young girl that he helped protect from Germans during World War II. Two, my mother came very close to marrying her first cousin, until their grandmother let them know who they were dating. I grew up thinking that my two brothers were my only siblings. However, I found out recently, I'm 31, that my dad had been cheating on my mom before my parents were married. The other woman was married, though, and when she got pregnant by my father, she deceived everyone and raised the girl as if she were the product of a healthy marriage. My parents married shortly after that, and two years later, I was born. The kicker, though, my half-sister and I grew up together as friends. We knew each other in school, and neither of us had any idea that we were siblings. TL. DR. My dad was a S, and my childhood friend turned out to be my sister. We all knew my father used to be a triad, gangster. Every time we had family events when I was young, there would be a lot of uncles about and normal people who lived near us would always avoid us. Never look us in the eye and be extra courteous. Heck, when I was young, I didn't have a lot of friends because all the kids' parents feared my dad. I never knew why they were scared of him until I overheard him on the phone one day in 1992. My father has always been very quiet about what he does his role in the organization that he worked for and I could understand why. From what I gathered after listening to the conversation on the phone, he was some sort of enforcer. Someone had snitched on the location of their drug warehouses or factories in China and they knew who snitched. They had him. And my father just said make it very slow and find his family. You know what to do. After listening in on that conversation, I couldn't even look my dad in the eye for a few weeks. But he's no longer part of the organization and he's retired. Still, sometimes he's scary. TL. DR. Father was a high-ranking gangster in Hong Kong who did shady stuff. I smell an AMA. Wouldn't really say this is anything dark. However growing up I thought my family was awesome and we all loved each other. Crap was fantastic. 
However I start to get into my teen years and this doesn't seem the case anymore. My dad's parents don't seem as close and I began to feel like they looked down upon me and maybe my mum. Well not long into my teens I find out my dad's parents hate my mum. My nan wrote a letter to my dad before their wedding telling him not to marry her. So now I understand that actually, these big happy family events I thought were happening, were all fake. Now whenever my dad's parents are over I can't help but thinking this is all fake crap. You all hate each other, why are we bothering to pretend? I'm sure my grandparents love me, but I can't stand how false everything has become. Let's see, when I was 12 or so I found a suitcase of gay pee, videos and mags, under my dad's bed. I found out that one of my uncles had killed himself following a certain amount of incest between the other siblings. My sister was raped while at university. Another friend, a musician, disappeared in the genocide. He was rounded up along with some hundred other Tutsi youths when the Tutsis were invading from Uganda, and simply vanished. A cousin, not by blood, was convicted of genocide in Rwanda. My half-sister, my dad was prolific, tried to steal all my father's money, and ended up becoming his favorite child. I've successfully hidden most of my dark secrets from my family. Holy crap you must have had an interesting life so far. I'm sorry for all of that crap you must have gone through man. If it makes you feel any better, I hope you feel great haha. My great grandmother was outside with her 2 year old sister. This was in the 30s. She was watching her while her dad was out in the field working and whatnot. So, my grandma's little sister got annoying so, she got a huge stick and beat her nearly to death. She got sent to an insane asylum. My mother claims that my father is some man who disappeared when she got pregnant. She won't give me a name or anything. My entire life, she's only referred to him as your father, and refused to elaborate. Recently though, my aunt made it clear that this isn't true. We were having dinner, each of us had a few cocktails, and my aunt said that the whole story was just ridiculous. She said my mother made herself the victim of the story because she was so ashamed of the truth. I still don't know the truth. But at least I know that my father isn't some mysterious man who blew in and out of town. I can only think that your father is a relative of your mother. I'm one of four siblings. My parents had planned on three kids, and the fourth was my mom's last ditch attempt at a girl. She deceived my dad into thinking that she was still using contraception. She confided this to my ex-GF, who was murdered. So I may be the only one who knows the secret, other than my mom. But life has a sense of humor. My youngest sibling turned out to be another boy. They didn't keep this a secret but when I was younger I had a second cousin who was very intelligent. I remember he would always get on peg left at that game at the Cracker Barrel every time. He also really loved Stephen King novels. As time went on it turned out he was a schizophrenic and he was admitted to a mental hospital. He ended up escaping and killed himself by being hit by a train. My great grandpa's youngest brother was really his nephew. His sister got pregnant at 15 in the 1930s, and they lived in a super conservative area, so they tried to pass the kid off as her brother, kinda like the empty child. During my parents' divorce, when I was 3, my dad offered my mom a one-time payment of $15,000 or so for us to walk out of his life and never deal with him again. 
He was trying to get out of paying child support and my mother's lawyer told her to record every phone conversation with my father to be used against him. I found out when I was about 12 or so because I was looking for blank cassette tapes to make radio mixtapes and found a huge stash under my mother's bed. The first one I picked up was that conversation and queued up to be played for the judge. TL. DR. My dad is sort of a dong. My mom tried to commit suicide when she was 18 by jumping from a two-story parking garage. She broke dozens of bones and is now littered with steel plates and screws under the skin. As a kid, I assumed that was just normal and eventually I would get some metal bones too. Until my grandma asked how my mom's past injuries felt in the winter. She was asking if she had arthritis from the injuries. Specifically, I had to ask my mom about it and I have never viewed her the same since. As a 13 year old that had just begun taking antidepressants and therapy, it hit the softest of soft spots. I used to think she was basically a pillar, being a single mom and working two jobs to scrape by and all that. Now she just seems so fragile colon I'm sincerely terrified of her attempting again. I never want to see go like that, she deserves better. I am the only one of my siblings to actually be related to my dad, my mom's husband. I'm the oldest. To clarify, my parents were together for all or our births and divorced when I was 12. My youngest sibling was 8. My father doubted I was his child, not my sister's, and got paternity tests on all of us. I'm the only one who is actually related. Yet another reason why I hate to go home. My mother's monitor would be always turned in a way that I could not see what is on it, but she did not realize everything did reflect clearly in the glass behind her. This way I had to discover that she watched some really weird and messed up pee. This is Reddit. Define messed up. I have a few strange things about my family. Not many are dark, though. My grandmother had six children. The last was an accident. A product of her sleeping with the 15 year old babysitter. After she had my uncle, she put him up for adoption, but went back to get him two days later. My aunt got pregnant at 15, and my grandmother brought her into an abortion clinic under the guise of it being a doctor's office. My aunt had to run away for a few weeks until abortion wasn't an option. That leads us to the next story about her daughter she gave birth to. My cousin told her that our uncle, a different one than one previously mentioned, had molested her as a kid. My aunt did nothing about it. This same uncle beat up his former wife because she couldn't get pregnant. Aunt D, I barely remember her, and cheated on her and got another woman pregnant. He has two girls, but their mother took them away around the same time the accusations came up about him molesting my cousin. Until recently, we didn't know where they were, but he found them. The younger one is ignoring him, the older one, who I remember playing with, is pretty cool, but I think is a slight sociopath. My older half-sister's father was a coke addict and when given the choice, chose the drugs over my mother and my sister. They never met until a few years ago, when she was a junior in high school, about 7 months before he died of hep C. My mother dated my father before my sister father, and went back to him after they split. I was makeup sex baby, about a month after I was born. After being with my mother and helping with my sister, he bailed. He says my mother said I wasn't his, but I think he's just shifting blame. My mother was abused as a kid, beaten, kicked out, etc. But that didn't stop her from being an abuser herself. She thought as long as she didn't beat us, 
it wasn't abuse, she was very mentally abusive, would blow up at anything and everything, and make us feel like everything was our fault. Every failed relationship was because we scared them off, made us feel like existing was ruining her life. She trashed our rooms, ruined friendships. For example my mother got into a fight with her boyfriend about not wanting to give him a blowjob, when my friend and I were in the next room. She never came over after that. When my sister's father died, his caretaker and girlfriend was neglecting him. He weighed 85 pounds when he died, and was around 5 foot 6. My sister doesn't know. TL. DR. You think your family is fricked up? Uncle molested my cousin, who was almost aborted. Another uncle is the babysitter's sperm. My mom is an abuser in denial, and my sister's dad wasted away before his death because his girlfriend was a psychopath. My extremely homophobic uncle was a big cross-dresser. He always preaches about how God will punish America for allowing gay marriage, but he was the biggest queen in the county. He thinks no one knows, but we all do. My paternal great-grandparents emigrated from Germany because their whole family became Nazis. Rather high-ranking in the Wehrmacht were some of them, too. I found out when I found an iron cross in my granddad's drawer. When I was 15. I was accused of sexual assault. This came after having met a random girl outside a movie theater around my area, trading numbers and then being called by the police several hours later saying that I was a suspect. I was arrested later that night, charged and held in remand for almost exactly a year, including the trail. It turned out to be exactly a year to the day. Funny how those things work out. I dropped out of high school, obviously to resign from my part-time job while incarcerated, a weird experience, and to anyone outside of the family who knew me at the time, I basically vanished off the face of the earth. Eventually, at the end of the trial, I was found not guilty, glaring holes in her story, DNA evidence showing no contact sexual or otherwise etc, and a really badly performed investigation by the police, and went on my merry. My parents and family sacrificed a lot trying to get me out, especially money wise. I'm 22 now and even to this day we're still feeling the effects. Parents are still working to pay off debt. After a few years of denial, heavy drinking and more than a few social embarrassments caused by my behavior, I was diagnosed with panic, disorder and major recurrent depression. These days, only my family, close family friends. A few of my own friends and my fiance know. When an article was printed about it some years after it had all happened, a friend of mine who I had known for two years happened to see it and couldn't believe it, I had forgotten that she didn't know since I don't really speak about it anymore. My teen years were pretty surreal. If that would have happened, she would have been given a prison sentence for false reporting, and I would have sued the crap out of her for damages, and pretty much try to ruin her life like she tried with mine.